Hey, Jeffrey Craner here. We have some amazing merch in the Welcome to Night Vale store. We've got some basic Night Vale logo stuff like shirts, doormats, beach towels, pins, posters, and totes. And that's a fun way to tell the world, hey, I like this show and I want you to know about it. But we also have so much more than just logoed items. We've got, quote, shirts that have some of your favorite Night Vale sensibilities, like pain is just pain entering the body, all tattoos are temporary tattoos, kill your double, and anything is a pinata if you hit it hard enough. There's also beautiful and disturbing blankets designed by Jessica Hayworth, Akashic plushie, mugs, sticker packs, Big Rico's aprons, Hoodies, jigsaw puzzles, spider wolves, baseball caps, night veil collars for dogs, bandanas for humans. We even have a challenge coin now, and of course, shorts that say creepy on the butt. Because butts can be creepy, and we should celebrate that. You can get Night Vale merch at welcometonightvale.com. Click on store. That's welcometonightvale.com. Click on store, and hey, thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Citywide utility failures continue to haunt us, but not as much as the strangers who do not appear to move. Welcome to the Night Vale Public Utilities phone line. water, power, gas, phone, or surveillance camera malfunction, please press 1. If you just called to chat, Night Vale is currently experiencing citywide power outages, as well as polluted water supplies and several gas leaks. It's not our fault, but HR says we should apologize for the inconvenience. Sorry, I guess. It's not like we're not experiencing the same thing, though, so maybe you could reciprocate the sympathies? I'm sorry? Thank you. To pay your bill, press 1. To compliment the fine work of the utilities department, press 2. To whine about I'm your personal problems... I'm not complimenting the fine work of the utilities department. I can repeat that last option if you need. To compliment the fine work of the utilities department, press 2. Okay, fine. To whine about your personal problems, press 3. To schedule a service technician, press... You pressed 4. I didn't give you an option 4. You just assumed the next number and then cut me off mid-sentence. Oh, good God. I'm sorry. Is this hard for you? Do you need a hug? Do you need me to sing you a lullaby and feed you? Here comes the airplane spoon to feed the hungry, hungry boy. Mmm, tasty carrots. Feel better now? Wow, the phone tree is getting snippy. Don't be rude. I am a person, not a phone tree. This is my job. 
to record every possible phrase for every possible person's possible need. I recorded all of it. I'm a real human with a body and needs and a family, and I have a name. I am Maggie Pennebaker. I'm not a disembodied lady voice who will passively ignore your whiny entitlement. I, I'm sorry, Maggie. Are, are we speaking live? You selected Schedule a Service Technician. Please hold. Our next available service date is between the hours of 1 and 5 p.m. on September 4th, 2005. In the Common Era. That was 11 years ago. To have time explained to you like you were a five-year-old, please hang up now and give up on ever having realistic expectations. To confirm this appointment, press 1. To speak to a customer service representative, press 2. All operators are currently shouldering the immense burden of societal displeasure. Please continue to hold. Current wait time is super long. Ah. Hey, Poot. Hey, Bunny. Listen, Carlos, the power is out here at the station. I can't even do my show. I've been trying to get through to the utilities, but they're slammed with calls. Oh, I, I talked to my friend Maggie, who works there. She said her cousin has an extra generator we can borrow. You know Maggie? Yeah. She used to work with me part-time as a lab assistant. Also, Josie came by with her friends and dropped off some bottled water. Even John Peters stopped by. You know John Peter, he's Yes, John Peter's the farmer, I know. No, John Peter, remember? The pharmacist. Anyway, he dropped off your prescription this morning. Oh, well, that was nice of him. Listen, since you don't have to work today, you should come back home. It's bad out there, and if you're going to get killed or possessed by one of the strangers, I'd rather you do it here with me. I'll make us some lunch, and we can play cards in favor of humanity. Oh, that sounds great, but I still need to get to the bottom of what is going on in this city. Intern Kareem pulled some documents for me that he says I need to read through, and I have some calls to make. The invasion by these strangers is a big story, and even if I can't broadcast it, I still need to find some way to report it. I'll call you later. You're so good at your job. You are too, Carlos. Oh, how's your research going? Well, I've been examining some of the places where the strangers have been spotted. I have a meter that makes squawking sounds sometimes, you know, and I'm uncertain if those last two sentences are related. Cecil, be careful. And if you see one of the strangers, just get out of there quickly and call me, okay? We've survived one at the station before. I think I'll be fine. Oh, past performance is not an indicator of future results. But I love you. Okay. Bye. Howdy, Sheriff Sam. Sheriff, hi. This is Cecil Palmer over at Nightvale Community Radio. What I just said was off the record. Don't play it on air. You only said howdy. No, I didn't. Okay, Sheriff, I'm not even on the air right now. No one is listening to this call except the secret police, the city council, 
the mayor, and, well, some neighborhood espionage clubs, but they have our community's best interests at heart. Look, I'm calling because I wanted to find out what the secret police know about the strangers who are showing up all over town. Are the structural failures related to their presence here? Now, by strangers, do you mean the foreigners from Desert Bluffs who are taking over our beautiful city after they managed to run their own city into the dirt? Or are you referring to the people who don't seem to move except for their breathing, who stand and stare at seemingly nothing, and who, without any noticeable motion, suddenly appear much closer, and who cause our citizens to stand trance-like until they're taken, or killed, or subsumed, or converted into non-moving strangers themselves? The latter. Cecil. There are two sinkholes opened up on Route 800. The dam along Nightvale Lake broke. Fortunately, our lake is just an empty dust hole, but it still broke wide open. Also, I have a caffeine headache, even though I don't drink caffeine. That just sounds like a headache, then. Look, I don't want the media dictating to me what is or is not a caffeine headache. The point is, things are falling apart, but not in the fun way. In the awful way. There's a fun way? Yes, like during a scheduled earthquake or, oh, or when the lizard people dig new tunnels below old buildings. Oh, 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 of course, of course. Oh, what about the former Desert Bluffs residents who moved to Nightvale? Are, are, are the strangers doing the same to them? Who cares? Well, I care. The people who know them care. They're humans, Sheriff. And as a reporter, I will report that you said that. Well, I'm the sheriff of a secret police force, so no, you won't. You won't do that at all. (laughs) I'm just playing with you. I have a dry sense of humor. You might have missed that. I was delivering a real threat to your life, but in a teasing way. (laughs) You definitely won't report anything I tell you. Some of those Desert Bluffs people we can't even track. Not all of them stayed here. Some of them moved away. In our regular interrogations and detentions of these non-citizens, we've learned that a lot of them moved to some other place, which they say feels a bit more like home. I don't know anything about that, except that I'm happy to get them out of here. They can set up all the joyous congregations of the smiling god that they want some other place. Just tell your listeners that everything is fixed and everyone is safe. The sheriff saved the day. But you didn't do anything. Got to go, Cecil. Just got some new calligraphy pens I need to break in before the press conference to announce that all is lost. Uh, it's Cecil. Thanks. Dark Ella Records, please shut up about music before you embarrass yourself. Michelle, hey, it's Cecil. I hate to bother you, but I'm trying to track down Maureen. I heard that you two are friends. I only talked about Maureen privately into my audio journal. Did you listen to the monologue I recorded? Yes, I played it on the air six weeks ago. I didn't want anyone to hear that. That was personal. Michelle, you mailed me a cassette with a note that said, here's my monologue to play on your show, Cecil. But that was me from more than a month ago. I hate that me. Haven't you ever made mistakes in your youth? Yes. Many. Michelle, you've talked to Maureen recently. How is she? She's fine. I mean, she's not that into leading an army or whatever, but it's just a thing she does for a living. I sell records, you talk on the radio, 
Maureen leads the army of unmoving strangers. She's the leader of the strangers? Or whatever. Maureen was sweet and let me see one of the strangers up close. They smell like compost and are all gray, and they make you feel cold. They're really beautiful, but they'll devour your soul and turn you into one of them. Maureen says it's super painful when they do that, and the transformation is for forever. That's why they can only stand and breathe and not really move, because they're in so much pain for so long, trapped in immortal bodies. It was cool. Kind of cool. I mean, I don't know. Will you hate me if I like something? Michelle, how did you get up close to one without being devoured? Maureen said she'd keep me safe from them because we're each other's only friend. Maureen's a kind person. She does like country music, but I think friendship is sometimes about compromise. If it means getting to be around her, I'm perfectly happy covering my ears and humming the Bob's Burgers theme. What about the boy in the hoodie who hangs out with Maureen? Chad? Chad's okay, I guess. He's just Maureen's boss, though. She has to hang around him a bunch and watch his evil dog. It's just work, you know? Michelle, I... Cecil, music sometimes calms me. You want to hear a song I really like? Sure. Okay, here you go. Her people came from Nineveh 
His people came from rural shade. They met in the tent of the traveling Nazarene. She took his big hand in her. She led him from the tent to the piney woods. They both sixteen. A few months later, they got married. A few more months, Rosa Sharon got born. While he was out, he's cutting pulp. A log and chain whipped. He'd never walk again. It was an accidental thing. So he drank when they had money, and she worked as a servant girl in the rich folks' houses in town. Rosa Sharon, she grew up. She's cutting pictures out of magazines of houses big and clean. Selling Bibles, they crossed the line at Shreveport. Turned sixteen. She calls her mother from a payphone. A laundromat down in Natchez. It's not exactly what I dreamed. Palestine, Palestine. Oh, Palestine, we got Satan on the run. Shouts the Nazarene. Palestine, Palestine. Oh, Palestine, we got Satan on the run. Shouts the We got Satan on the run. That was a wonderful song, Michelle. Are you still talking about that song I started playing five minutes ago? I've moved on from that. Glad you like oldies so much. Anyway, Maureen's new phone number is Old Town 57614. Thanks, Michelle.
Hi, this is Maureen. I am probably at work or asleep or somewhere else. Somewhere listening to the sound of the moon, slowly trying to peel off our oceans with its gravity, pulling its weak little chalky speck of a body, grabbing this blue giant and tearing away at its watery skin. A futile fight. A spinning battle of large and small. And in the sky you can hear the whirling of the battling siblings. Or maybe I just don't want to take your call. Or maybe I'm dead. Or maybe you're dead, and this is the voicemail you get when you die. Hi, Maureen here. Sorry you're dead. For some reason, I'm the one person you wanted to call the moment you left behind your short life, and I'm not even here to take it. So sorry, newly dead person. Make sure you leave a phone number where I can reach you, because I certainly don't know how to call dead people on the phone. Or maybe I lost my phone, and it's in my car, or under a pillow, or I left it in a movie theater, or a raccoon ate it. Maybe there's a raccoon somewhere in the brush, or in a trash can behind a house, walking with a limp because it just ate a phone, a rectangle of glass and metal and electronics that's a quarter the length of the raccoon's body, and now that phone is inside the raccoon's guts, stretching its tiny tummy impossibly long, pressing against the masked procyon's little heart and lungs as it walks tenderly to one side to alleviate the discomfort of such an intrusive foreign object. The raccoon and... This is kind of cute, kind of sad to think about. Walks diagonally, all the while emitting a little ringtone, all muffled from within its quivering torso and questioning its eat-everything-it-can-find dogma and thinking perhaps to just limit that life philosophy to trash cans. Of course, I bet people throw away phones all the time, so that's probably not a big help. Although in my case, I'm positive I didn't do that because my job is too important to just throw my phone away. Too, too important. Too many evil beings to manage. Too fragile, portaled into another dimension. A dimension which is probably how I decay. I'm not a religious studies major, although if I were, I bet I would have graduated by now. I mean, so much can go wrong if I lost my phone. Like, no one could get hold of me to help me fix it. Which is not to say I know how to fix an interdimensional portal between hell and this world, but just that I could be a person to be like, Oh no, I'm sorry to hear the portal is malfunctioning. Let me panic a little bit and make some phone calls to feel like we're all doing something about it. And that would be helpful. Because sympathy is critical to good teamwork, and if you don't care about your job, you're not going to make anything of yourself. I am. I am making something of myself, just sculpting away. Here's a clump of Maureen. Let's work it a bit with these hands. Yeah, this is looking great. This is a really nice Maureen here, all ready to be put in a fire and cooled and painted and set up on an alabaster pedestal in the foyer. So leave me a message and I'll get back to you. Maureen, I finally figured it out. Chad Bowinger. That boy I've seen you with, he used to intern here just like you. He went to report a story on that used sporting goods store that we thought was a front for the world government and never came back out. I guess it was something much worse he found in that shady old building. Now the two of you have a really successful startup. I'm proud of our internship program here at the station. I'm, I'm also proud of you for becoming a professional. You're leading an army, Maureen. That's very impressive. Much more so than filing papers, fetching me lunch, and updating my erotic fanfiction blog. It sounds like a great job with good benefits. It's a 
It's a tough job market for you young people these days. Lots of changing technologies, making old jobs like print journalism, cardiology, and computer programming obsolete. Plus, all these new people moving here from Desert Bluffs? Kudos to you, Maureen. Here's my question, though, and it's an important one. So, Carlos, my boyfriend, earlier when I talked to him, I forgot to say, I love you, at the end of the call. I was... I was preoccupied. No, no big deal. My love was implicit in the way we talk to each other. Love needn't be verbalized when it exists in intuition and physical contact. He knows I love him. But part of me wonders, what if one of those rare times I forgot to hug him goodbye or failed to say I love you turns out to be the last time I have that chance? Lots can go wrong in an indifferent universe. I'll see him in a couple of hours, right? I'll see Carlos later. Right, Maureen? Please call me back. I want to talk more about what you and Chad are doing to my town. I... Oh, I'm getting another call from an unknown number. I'm hoping this is the sheriff. Call me back. Hello? Hello? Who is this? Welcome to Night Vale is a production of Night Vale Presents. It is written by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner and produced by Joseph Fink. The voice of Night Vale is Cecil Baldwin. The voices of the automatic phone line were Erica Livingston and Christopher Lohr. The voice of Carlos was Dylan Marin. The voice of Sheriff Sam was Emma Franklin. The voice of Michelle Wynne was Kate Jones. The voice of intern Maureen was Maureen Johnson. Original music by Disparition. All of it can be found at disparition.info or at disparition.bandcamp.com. This episode's weather was Palestine by Sam Baker, featuring Carrie Elkin. Find out more at sambakermusic.com. Comments, questions, email us at info at welcometonightvale.com or follow us on Twitter at Nightvale Radio. Check out welcometonightvale.com for more information on this show, as well as all sorts of cool Nightvale stuff you can own, like a horse. Just kidding. We don't have a horse. We should get, we should get a Nightvale horse. And while you're there, consider clicking the donate link. That'd be amazing. Today's proverb, want to feel old? People born in 2014 have already graduated college, don't know what a trombone is, and are all named after gourds. Hi, Jeffrey. It's Maureen again. You don't know it's me again. I've been doing this over and over in an attempt to nail this thing in one. Here we go one more time. And I'm not going to f*** it up this time. I'm definitely going to f*** it up this time. Here we go. From the creators of Welcome to Night Vale, Alice Isn't Dead, and within the wires comes a new Audible original. 
unlicensed. In the outskirts of Los Angeles, where the cul-de-sacs and strip malls sprawl into the desert, two unlicensed private investigators scrape by on whatever small cases come their way. But when a teenage girl pleads for them to take the strangest case of their career, this unlikely pair, with no resources and no backup, will follow a trail of seemingly unconnected cases, which will lead them to a ransom, a murder, a mysterious wellness center, and a conspiracy that might go all the way to the governor. It's important to catch small fires early. They don't stay small for long. Unlicensed. Available now at audible.com slash unlicensed.